Welcome everyone to the Dynamo Abroad podcast, where we talk about anything and everything Dynamo Kiev related. Uh, I am your host, Alex Lishik, and coming to us from across the pond is Dima. How's it going, Dima? Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, it's been uh, quite a good week, to say the least, for Dynamo. Um, so this should be a good one. And joining us from the great state of New York is Eric. How's it going, Eric? Yeah, going good. Big week for Dynamo. Some really good fixtures, some good results. Looking forward to this one. Yeah, and as usual, we'll start with some latest news and we'll go over the youth teams first. The U19s lost 1-0 to Shakhtar on a goal from Danilo Honcharuk, while the U21s won 2-0 off of a brace from, surprise, surprise, Vladislav Vanat. Uh, next little bit of news is on Ruslan Neshcheretz had an operation, so he'll be out for, I believe, the rest of the year. Um, hopefully he gets back, uh, hope, oh, forgot how to speak English for a sec. Uh, hopefully for, a, we're hoping for a speedy recovery and hope that he will be back uh, for preseason. Uh, Balutza's loan will not be extended. I don't think that comes as a surprise to anyone after he's played 11 minutes. Uh, Artem Shabanov is out for the rest of the season and Bartos Slish. Uh, also, of Legia Varshava has been linked to Dynamo, uh, but apparently the scouts don't know anything about him, so uh, make of that what you will. Uh, Club, Club Olympia of Paraguay still owe Dynamo money for Deruz Gonzalez, so hopefully uh, that gets all sorted out. Uh, Dynamo is going to return all of their loan players in the summer, um, and it's a huge list, so uh, we encourage you to go check it out on the Dynamo Transfer Market profile. Uh, after this, one of the loanies, uh, Francois, has said he wants to stay at Tenerife. Uh, and then uh, Dynamo has also installed new pitches at the Concha Zospa, uh, Zospa training ground. Uh, and yeah, also big news. Apparently, Supriaha does not like mustard on his hot dog. So make of that what you will. I'm not a huge mustard fan myself, but uh, Dima, what's up? First of all, it's good that you've covered the, the massive news about Superaga. But um, the, the, the latest match, um, in fact, for the under-21s, uh, I, I don't see it. Yeah, I think we've just missed out on the latest news completely. There, But the latest under-21s game, uh, in fact, was two days ago. So it was Lviv um, against Dinamo um, at the Sokol Stadium in, in uh, Lviv. Um, so basically, this, this is interesting. This is definitely worth covering because... Um, so Dinamo went well. The under twenty ones of Dinamo went behind one 0 in the thirtieth minute, uh, conceded the penalty. Then Lviv doubled their advantage in the sixtieth minute, so that was two 0 And then in the eighty third minute, Garbac um, scored scored a goal for Dinamo to make it two one. And then four minutes uh, later, in the 87th minute, Garbac um, scored a, a second goal um, to equalise the game for Dynamo. Um, in the 88th minute, literally a minute later from uh, the second goal, Vanat, of course it was, um, scored uh, a third goal for Dynamo to actually put Dynamo ahead. Um, and this is all in the space of five minutes. Um, and then in the third minute of extra time, uh, Vanad scored a fourth goal uh, for Dinamo to just completely, you know, seal the face. So, yeah, it's kind of kind of interesting um, how Dinamo were losing 2-0 uh, until the 83rd minute and then came back to win 4-2. But I, um, it's, it's really good to see. But then at the same time, I heard people complaining about, you know, why can't Dinamo 
concentrate for the first minutes and play like that from the first minutes. But yeah, um, still it's good to see. Um, also, one last thing, Ali uh, Birkov uh, got some more minutes, um, you know, first team player. And uh, Voloshin, uh, I heard, ran the show. So that's really good to see. And, you know, we've heard that supposedly he could be the next player to get moved up to the first team. But yeah, um, that's enough. That's enough of that. Uh, showing some good spirit at the youth level. So that's um, that's the latest news. And we'll move on to the match review. And we'll start actually uh, with the game against Agro Business. Well, Chisk Dinamo took care of business in the cup semifinal against uh, uh, the first league opponents in Ternopil yesterday. Dima, what can you tell us about the game? Uh, well, it's really st statistically speaking, um, it's all quite simple. Uh, maybe it wasn't really wise to expect too much um, uh, different from the game, um, to say the least. Um, Agra Business ended the game with zero shots, um, you know, about 15, uh, three nil scoreline. Um, you know, some some reserve, not reserve, some squad players, bench players got some got some time to start. Um, uh, actually. I believe it was only really Boyka and Dimchik that um and Lidnev who got some who don't usually play that much uh got some time but yeah um first half it was kind of frustrating to be honest I mean we had some we had some really good chances blocked and like uh, like out of absolutely nowhere some uh, like on one or two times it was definitely like it was certain goals. Um, and then Agrab business blocked them. Um, I think we missed a few good chances um, as well, to be honest. Um, I remember one time, so it was a pass from Nikolinka um, to Besedin, who got one-on-one -on -one with the keeper. Um, and then he fired it kind of at the keeper's leg, at the, like he was trying to aim at the far post. And the keeper made the save, but the rebound felt the rebound felt to Sigankov. And um he's completely missed the ball, uh, which was really great to see. And um, yeah, you've you've got to laugh then because that is something you'd expect from me, to be honest. But um at this level, probably not. Um, but yeah, that was just one of several goals, uh, uh chances missed in that first half. Uh then after a really nice sequence, um, 45th minute, like right at the end of uh, the half, Lidman scores like a really good, powerful shot, um, assisted by Rodriguez with a back heel. Uh, he cut it back. Um, yeah, it was quite a nice sequence once again. Um, just to say something about the, uh, the, the first half, Timchik came off um, after 45 minutes, and I thought that was completely deserved because I, I thought he was terrible. In that first half, I mean, he made he made two passes, like two or three passes that just completely in Russian, Ukrainian, you say Abrezov, which means that he just completely just through his own whole team, his own whole team, and just passed it to an opponent in a really good position. He did that literally two or three times, um, and if their decision making was better, then uh, you don't really know how that could have ended. But Mikolin had a really good uh, half. Um, on the other on the other um hand um then the second half well with a one nil lead 
you know, you've got to say, even if Agrabizos were missing five players um, because of suspension, stuff like that, uh, you've got to say that, to be honest with you, that it didn't look likely that they were going to equalise the game. Um, so then, yeah, we, we just had, we just, you know, had, had more possession, um, you know, had some more chances, had some more misses. Um, and then the 67th minute, Bissedin gets gets the ball. I believe it was some Morgan. I can't exactly remember who um, who gave him the ball, but he he got the ball, um, ran to the edge of the box, and then takes a shot into the keeper's near post. Keeper makes a bit of a mistake. It was a good shot, but um, wasn't really without the help of um, the, the goalkeeper's mistake, should we say, to make it two 0 And uh, from from then on, it was pretty much done and dusted um yeah it's good it was good to see him um get um get that get that goal for his confidence um hopefully that will kind of you know get him to you know crack on a bit um so more in terms of goals in the in the league um but yeah good for him uh made a few changes uh Karavaev came on right at the start um to replace the Imshik, Bujalski, Sipkle. So, yeah, so a few, a fair few players got their chance. Um, Sirota, I, I should also mention Sirota and Popov got, got yellow cards for basically the exact same thing, which was they played the ball, but the agribusiness players shouted very loud. So, the, the ref just assumed it was a foul and gave the yellows. Um, and we also had a penalty disallowed where the business it, it was after a corner or a free kick, indirect free kick. I, I can't remember which, to be quite honest with you. Um, and then some some agribusiness player tries to clear the ball, but he kicks Sirata in the leg instead, who falls. The penalty is given, and then after a typically long um, VAR check, um, nothing was given, which was, um, yeah, some more refereeing controversy. Um, but in terms of the game, last highlight, really, um, Bujalski, um Bujalski with 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 his goal, um, which is which is another player that hasn't really scored in a while. Um, so it's good to see him um get that goal. It was a really good counter-attack led by Tigankov, who was having a really poor game before that. He he had two chances missed, where I mentioned one, uh, where he just basically missed the ball. Well, he had literally another one like that in the second half, and another one, Shaparinka took a shot. And it was going right into the top corner, and it would have gone in right into the top corner. So then Cobb didn't block it himself. Um, not not intentional, of course, but yeah, should probably be more careful. But yeah, really nice counter attack led by Sagankov. And even though Karavayev got the assist, um, I feel like Sagankov really is the person who made that all happen. Um, the last two things I'll mention is Yarmolin who came on for Agra Business. Um, I didn't realize that he actually moves to Agra Business. Uh, no, seriously, jokes aside, that was um, Artyom Yermolinka, um, who I hadn't heard of before, but, um, uh, you know, with some of the rumours, um, <laughs> some of the rumours coming out, maybe that's Yermolinka in the disguise, uh, watching his old, <laughs> trying to inspect the level of his old team. Um, but yeah, seriously, the last thing I want to mention is um, the whole conflict, we should, should we say, but... Uh, Behind the ultras and Luchesko, and um, yeah, it was it was crazy. You should you should probably check that out. There are plenty of videos where um, they were chanting Luchesko go away, 
um, more uh, uh, more uh, should we say stuff that I, I can't really say on here. Um, and this time the difference was well, Chesco got up, got up, got out of his seat, pointed at them directly, and said, "You are not Dinamo to the ultras." And you know, you've kind of got to. Well, whatever you think of Luchescu, you've at least got to say the guy, had, the, the man has balls um, to say that, you know, when the ultras are like two or three metres away from you and you're saying that, well, uh, hats off to him, really. Uh, how many how many people would do that? Because um, I don't know if uh, the answer is many. Um, He's not wrong, last... though. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'm trying to keep objective, but I... I'm to, not. To put it simply, I... I completely oh, disagree with the ultras here. Um, that's just to say the least. Um, the last thing, the ultras were calling Boyka a rat. Um, and they also had a bit of a um bit of a conversation with Bushan, who's who you know confronted them for um, in his words, cheering against the team and um, how they should change their opinion, how only fools don't change their opinion, stuff like that. But yeah, it was really crazy, um, that particular um, situation. You should, there, there are plenty of videos of it. Um, it's, it's made, if not international news, then at least, you know, um, football circles, um, you know, particularly dedicated football circles um, on Twitter. So yeah, check that out. Um, and that's really all, all there is to say. I mean, 3-0 win. No other outcome apart from the Dynamo win was possible at all in this game because I've got to be in zero shots. Um, you know, maybe a nil-nil was possible, but that is um the chance for the chance for that would be zero, like probably like zero point five percent or something like that. Um, but yeah, uh, through to the final three-nil win. Um that's all there is to it. And Alex, just a question: are we gonna do player ratings for this? Do you think? I can uh, give I can give I can give my quick if you if you do if you do you know one player by one I can just say you know my rating in a quick summary because I know if you two didn't really pay that yeah. close attention to the game uh since it was basically one after the first half then all right we'll start with Boyko five because five six because he had literally nothing to no there was a moment where he came out to catch a cross and he just kind of fumbled it. Um, and then he literally, he almost dropped it right into the, I could have used the striker's feet, but then it was given as a foul. Um, so five and a half, just a half a point deduction for that, because that put me on the edge of my seat. Uh, Tim Chick. Oh, three. I thought he was terrible in that first half. So many passes straight to the opponent. Um, poor. How about Sorota and Popov? Because generally the center backs usually are around the same it's level. It's just too. a class like they did have a lot to do, and whatever they did do, they did well enough. Six. Um, the yellow cards kind of deducted some uh, off of that. Uh, Mikolenko. Uh, eight. I think he was really good. Uh, Sidorchuk. Um, he didn't really have a lot to do, to be honest. If his role was to win the ball but he did try to you know switch switch the play a bit you know some long balls um but defensively speaking he had he didn't have a lot to do um six six and a half Shaparenko. um 
could have scored. Like I mentioned, he had a shot blocked by his own teammate that was going right into the top corner. Um, apart from that, I don't really think he stood out particularly. I mean, he, you know, he showed his typical, you know, technique and stuff like that. But don't get me wrong. But um, I don't think he especially stood out. So six, six and a half. Next is actual. Uh, um, yeah, I thought he was. I, I believe actually some, something interesting here. I believe he got a hundred percent passing accuracy. Um, in this game, I'm pretty sure before he got taken off. I, I, I think I saw that stat somewhere, but don't hold me to it if I'm wrong. Um, took his goal well. Apart from that, he didn't really do a lot in the first half, but in the second half, I think he was he improved. Um, and one thing I've got to say for a supposed free kick specialist, he an off. And a worrying amount of his free kicks hit hit the wall, um, which is something that I'm kind of getting a bit skeptical about uh, at this point. But um, seriously, in terms of overall play, he scored seven and a half, I think. Tsigankov. Uh, um, that in that first half, if he wasn't Tsigankov, if he was any, if he was like Tsitaishvili or Lenin, and he played like that, he would have been off after the first half. Um, no, terrible first half, honestly. Um, but in the second half, he kind of got he he did get back into it. But we must we mustn't forget that this has been his first start in a, a while now. Um, he had that counter. Well, he was the one that led the counter. Um, for the third goal. Uh, let's go. Let's go six six and a half because uh, it was such a mixed performance, honestly. Uh, Gerson. Um, well, he got the assess for the first goal, uh, which was good to see. Other than that, there's a bit more of that, you know, he does one good thing, two bad things. He does two good things, one bad thing. You know, that's that typical Gerson inconsistency. Um, but at the end of the day, he got an assist, looks lively. Um, probably one of his shots was he shot at the near post, like always. Then it comes off a defender's foot and then it actually nearly ended up rolling. To the far post, um. So he 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 actually nearly scored, but um, overall, uh, given out a lot of these, but six and a half, seven, I think, I think it's fair. Besiedin, um, I thought he worked hard. I think if if I'm not wrong, oh, hang on. So in in the opening first minutes, um, Mikolinka had a cross coming from the well. He made a cross coming um from the left wing. Um, Bissetin tries a diving header. He wasn't a far off, but he didn't score. But what he did score was that shot from outside the box, um, which kind of 50% Bissetin, 50% the goalkeeper. Um, at the end of the day, he's a striker. He scored seven, seven. Yeah, let's go seven and a half as well, like Lidnev. On to the substitutes. Uh, Seed Clay. He came on uh, for Gerson. Uh, on the left wing, I don't think he was particularly good today. He's my guy, but I, he wasn't really great today. He lost the ball a few times, um, failed to beat his man. But he tracked back. Uh, he's primarily a defender, so I guess no, no, no wonder. But five and a half, I guess. Uh, Buyaski. Uh, seven. I mean, he scored. Um, a few good passes as well. Uh, didn't have that much time. So, uh, your favorite player, Vova Shapelyev. 
Hey, let's let's not let's not slate Shetilov too much after we won't we're we're covering the Shakhtar game next, but we'll get on to Shetilov a bit more in this um in this episode. Um for this, I'm really struggling to remember what we did, to be honest. Um five and a half. I, I genuinely don't remember what he did. Uh Karavayev. Did almost nothing in defense, but that's I'm not saying that's his fault because he had he had nothing to do in defense. Um, but he got the assist. Um seven. Uh I don't know if he had enough time because he only played the last 10 minutes, but could you give Supriya a rating if possible or just a standard five because he came on too late? Standard five. He I don't I don't remember him touching the ball, to be honest. Uh, nothing against give, him, but just you know. Just came on, yeah, too late. Uh could you give me a rating for Luchescu? 10. Um, not necessarily only for the game, but um, decent enough game plan, 3-0 win, through to the final. Um, but I I gave him a 10 for, you know, speaking his mind to the ultras, speaking what most of us are thinking, you know, not being scared. Um, you know, he thanks, he thanks the real fans for supporting, because I think it was about 70% to 30% the fans shouting Luchescu and Thirty uh, percent were shouting Luchescu out. Um, actually, I think it was probably well, probably more like ninety to ten. Um, that's being optimistic, but yeah, he took that really well. Um, you know, he showed he, he showed that he's you know he, he's got he's got balls. Um, you know, saying that to the ultras. Um, yeah, respect to him honestly um, for that. Um, what more can I say? Thanks for the final as well. Uh, I'll give the ultras a rating one out of 10, just for making the trip to Ternopil. Uh yeah. So that brings us to the end of the novel into the cup final against Zoria, which is May 13th, which is a very special day in Dinamo history. Uh, that is actually uh, Dinamo's birthday that day. So cup final on their birthday. Uh, now we move on to the, I wouldn't say it's necessarily the big one because I think the Agro Business Cup semifinals is a huge, is a big game in itself, but it's a big uh, league game. Uh, Eric, Danabo defeated a certain orange and black team from Eastern Ukraine 1 0. Uh, but this certain orange and black team, did they show up to the game or did Danabo kind of just cruise to the win? First of all, I don't know who you're talking about. I've never heard of them. Um, but. Um... In terms of them showing up, um, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I think that there's no arguing that they haven't been themselves. I mean, I think even more so prevalent during uh, since the winter break um, ended, but even really over the whole course of the season. Um, but like I said, obviously, you know, since the winter break ended and we've gotten back into that spring session or the, the spring half of the season, um, very underwhelming, you know, underwhelming this match, but I, I don't want to take too much away from the Luchescu masterclass that he threw out there. Um, you know, I'd like to think somewhere up in the sky, Lobanovsky was looking down and smiling on this match um, because, I mean, you talk about a team effort, right? You talk about, you know, the, the Lobanovsky adage of sacrificing yourself for the team, you know, no individualism and no disrespect to this team, but we don't really have that much individual talent um, within the squad. But like I said, you talk about sacrificing yourself for the team, um, you know, a, a team win, working within the system, um, just fantastic. And I know that it really wasn't a, a, 
maybe an entertaining match to watch. Wasn't very easy on the eye at times. Um, but he put forward a game plan and, and we shut him down. Um, you know, they really didn't create anything. I mean, I remember a chance that Solomon had that he um, put over the bar. That was a, a decent chance, but it was a pretty tight angle. Um, Kutsov had a, a shot from distance that was on target, but it was right at Wushan um, who saved it. Um, you know, outside of that, I mean, they, they couldn't do anything. Um, I mean, they could not break us down, which was awesome. You know, we won the penalty in the first half, which was 100% a penalty. You got Marcos Antonio clattering into, um, I think it was Andrievsky, um, and, uh, and took him down. It was the right call as a penalty, um, really well taken, uh, penalty by, uh, Depeana who <laughs> fell over as he, uh, doing his best garmash, um, when he, uh, when he scored, but, um, kind of surprised that the world's best keeper Trubicka couldn't save it, but I guess he is human after all. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's really not a whole lot to say outside of that. Um, I mean, there weren't really big highlights in the match, highs and lows or anything. I mean, it was pretty, um, I guess it was pretty even keel for, for the entire match. Like I said, full credit to Luchescu. You know, we talk about players that we've criticized, not so much Andreevsky, but Shepeliev. And I thought Shepeliev was fantastic. I thought his movement, his defensive positioning, um, like I said, he didn't really do anything outside of the confines of the system, but he operated perfectly within the system. And I think that the setup that Luchescu had, um, like I said, just to kind of <clears throat> disrupt their midfield um, and, uh, you know, sit a little bit deeper, you, you know, you could argue parking the bus, which, you know, I, I could maybe agree with, but, um, you know, sitting back a little bit and, and frustrating them, I thought that, you know, we did such a good job. Um, you know, you talk about a, a match where the end, excuse me, the end justifies the means, and this is probably the best example of it. Um, wasn't the best match. Um, and, uh, you know, got the win. And that's, that's really, that's really all that matters. Um, 10 points clear. Um, in the cup final, and if we if we win um, against Inholets coming up in a week, we win the league. Um, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be talking like an idiot, but my two co-hosts are writing are writing stuff on the uh, on this word document. <laughs> we go off of and make me laugh. Um, that's great. Okay, I'm gonna have it go on a different screen. Okay, there we go. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, ten points clear. One more win clinches the the league in the cup final against Zoria, which is not going to be easy. But we, you know, we already took care of them uh, several matches ago. Beat them two uh, 0 I believe it was, and we can certainly do it again. I mean, honestly, the sooner that we clinch the league, the better. And then we can, you know, maybe rotate the squad against Mariupol, and then field a full strength um, squad, first team squad against. Zoria and do a domestic trouble with the Super Cup Cup and League. So, um, I, yeah. I just, want to, uh, I, just want, I just want to add this as well. Don't forget, between Mariupol and Zoria, we have Colas on the final day as well. So, just food for thought there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, if we clinch the league, I'm not saying that I just want to throw everything away and nothing matters between now and then, but like, 
at the same time, I, if we can, if we can clinch the league soon, then, you know, I'd like to see us prioritizing the, uh, um, uh, the cup final, but, uh, yeah, good win. Like I said, end justifies the means, not the best match to watch, but credit to Luchescu. He got everything right. Team selection tactics, fantastic. Got the win. Yeah, uh, I was a happy man. <laughs> Dima, I just want to ask you, uh, Dima, I just want to ask you this question. Uh, so a lot of people talk about Luchescu out. Luchescu, this team is regressing under Luchescu. Um, this team is worse off. And my question to you is very simply, is this result indicative of how far this Dinamo team has come under Luchescu? Like, you see players like Chappelle and Andreescu, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to these players, but maybe these are not, you know, the highest level midfielder, highest level midfielders Dinamo have had in their history. But Luchescu put a system out there. They played excellent. He played a formation that fit the player's level. They went out there, executed the task got the win, 10 points clear in the race. So would you say this result is maybe uh, a, a benchmark of how much Dinamo have improved under Luchescu? Well, you know, after your <clears throat> your initial quote about, you know, whether, whether, is it a debate about whether Dinamo have improved? I mean, seriously, I mean, is that really a question? I mean, you just look at the league, where, where we are in the cup, Made the we made the Europa League the Champions League really I mean is that really a I mean how, how can you do how is this I mean how can you debate this really because I I don't know because not only have we improved technically um um you know on result um but actually statistically as well we're conceding less shots in the game um. You know, we, we're much better um, in terms of structure. But yeah, to answer your question, listen, um, last last season, it was painful to watch Shepelev and Andreevsky against Disna. Now, now it's a masterclass against Shakhtar. They played great against Barcelona away. I mean, they were those two players in particular were really unlucky to be on the losing side in Barcelona away. Um, so... Yeah, listen, um, these, you know, so many players, so many players have you know, just been completely different. Um, uh, you know, I've been completely different under Luchesco. So, come on. Um, I don't really think, you know, I think it's pretty obvious what the answer is. But, you know, some people will deny that because of their personal agenda against him. Um that's just that's just how it is really but yeah listen it's yeah to the neutral to the person who backed Luchesco it's I think it's pretty obvious so oh yeah Eric you want to add something yeah I just want to add real quick you know we talked about um and Dima mentioned uh, you know, the, the squad and things like that, the level of the squad players and things like that. So, I mean, if you compare the squad over the past five, 10 years, um, you'll take a look at the players that managers like Rybrov, Blokhin had. Um, I mean, it's really night and day. Um, the, no disrespect to our squad, but this squad really isn't all that great. Um, and, and I don't mean that to take away from Rybrov or um, Bohim's accomplishments either. However, 
just calling a spade a spade, the squad really isn't all that great. I mean, yeah, we've got some talented young prospects that I think can continue to develop and can get a lot better. Um, but like I said, you know, you compare this squad to some of ours over the past, you know, even just in the past five years, you know, we don't have a ton of quality here. And so, you know, when you talk about maybe like the point difference, can you argue that that has something to do with Shakhtar underperforming? Well, yeah, of course it does. Of course it's a contributing factor, but to say that, you know, Dinamo, you know, are where they are in the league because Shakhtar are, are underperforming and are not doing well. Well, I mean, the points that we've accumulated have nothing to do with them. Right. Um, and like I said, it's not like Luchescu brought in a bunch of new players or made a bunch of new signings that, you know, revolution It is He is literally getting everything possible out of this squad that he can. And he has found something that works and, and he's getting 100% out of the players, out of the system, etc. So, you know, it's just, and I'm not going to go down into this argument again, but it's just mind boggling how, you know, people can be against that and how people can argue that there hasn't been a change. Like I've seen people that have compared, you know, this to Ribrov's squad. Well, yeah, of course it's regressed since those days. I mean, you know, no kidding, but look at the short term, look at last year, this year with a virtually unchanged squad with what we've done and what we've accomplished this year. I mean, how is that even an argument? But yeah, I mean, like I said, especially given the level of this squad, what he came into and what he's done. Um, I mean, he, he, and I never imagined myself ever saying this, but he's earned it. He's got my full support. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully, um, you know, we'll see him, you know, doing similar things next year and, and making this uh, perhaps a more uh, attractive job for, you um, a foreign manager to come in. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, hats off to him. Seriously. He, there is so much that he's gotten right this year and the results league standings, you know, they all speak to it. Yeah. And I just want to add, this is that this is a very crucial time. I think for Dinamo to start getting back on track. And I mean, as much as and we haven't won anything yet, I just want to, I want to preface, you know, what I'm about to say with that is that we haven't not won anything yet. Um, and, I'm not saying I don't know, you know, what the future of Ukrainian football is. I don't know what the league is going to look like in one, two, three years time. But if you look at the rumors of, you know, teams in the second and first league, you know, uh, could have boss have kind of somewhat come back. Allegedly, Yaroslavski is going to be refunding Methel. So but it doesn't matter if those teams are back or not. We just need to be getting back on paid up. Uh, back on track and I don't think there's any argument that Luchescu has been doing that and I, I hear people like you said Eric Peel said oh the only reason Dinamo are on top right now is because Shakhtar uh Shakhtar are performing badly well on that logic the only reason Shakhtar were winning the league all the last couple years is because Dinamo was playing badly so I, I think it's one of those where um it goes two ways. It's, it's, it's not a one-way street uh, as my dad always says it takes two to tango so that that is that So on a day where Dinamo take care of Shakhtar, go 10 points above them in the Ukrainian Premier League, we move on to the match ratings. So we will start in goal. Uh, Eric, can you give me your rating for Bushchan? Um, I mean, did, he didn't have a whole lot to do, and that's obviously not his fault. But apart from the save on Kutsov, what I'm trying to remember what else... He did. I, I, I don't remember. I'm, honestly, I, I'm pretty I'm sure not, that that's... 
I'm not trying to make a joke. I don't even remember him having goal kicks. That's the honestly. only shot on target they had. But he did. That's... He did like he did pick the ball up for from crosses and stuff like that. That's the only thing I okay. can think of. Yeah, and and he watched uh, um, Moraes's pathetic attempt to win a penalty flopping on the ground. I guess too. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll give him a, a six and a half. Um, again, nothing against him. I thought he was fine, but um, you know, good save on the club. So it's something that he should have saved. Besides that, didn't really have a whole lot to do. But you know, it's obviously a credit to the tactics and the rest of the squad. Uh, Dima, your rating for Count Zora? Yeah, I thought he was good. Um, I think he would have done his job almost perfectly if it wasn't for that pretty poor slide tackle that he got a yellow for. Um, but someone pointed out um, that when Sudarchuk isn't on the pitch, which he wasn't because he was disqualified, Kinjora is a lead, and I completely agree with that. You know, he's directing people, you know, where to stand, how to position themselves, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I thought it was a good performance, uh, both defensively. He tried to get forward a bit um, as well, but you know, also his leadership, which we mustn't really underestimate. Um, he didn't get on the score uh, on the score sheet, but seven and a half. I will do uh, Popov and Zabarni together. Again, I don't think they had a ton to do. So I'm inclined to go six, but I'll give them plus one for shutting down Moraya. So I'll give both Zabarni and Popov a seven. Uh, Dima, you're rating for... No, excuse me, Eric, you're rating for Mikolenkov. Man, again, trying to remember. Um, I guess I'll give him a seven. Um I um, obviously still have some questions of his when he goes forward, but I mean, outside of that, as we've said for a while, he's better defensively than he is going forward. Help keep a clean sheet with the rest of his back line. Um, so yeah, give him a seven. Uh, Dima, your rating for Bujalski? Um, that's, that's tough. Um, he. Didn't really do that much going forward. I mean, one time he got the ball. Uh, well, he was he jumped to win a header, and I think it was Dodo that pushed him. Like you could see full well that he pushed him, but it wasn't given as a penalty. So now I've been thinking, really, could that have been a penalty? Well, you could you could argue because there was clear contact. Um, other than that, he didn't really do that much going forward. But an interesting stat is that he won as many. She won as many duels in defense as Popov in this game. So that's something that's something that you know we, we mustn't forget to take into account um in this in this game of his. Um six and a half, but I prefer to um actually do, do you know let's say let's say seven because he really was solid, you know, he was great, you know, in terms of positioning. Um Defensive positioning did still try to start some counter attacks, but I thought the team actually looked quite poor on the counter. Um, not that it made too much of an impact um, on the result, but um, yeah, seven. Uh, I think I'll go uh, uh, give Shapelev a seven as well because I thought overall the midfield. Um, and listen, we're not expecting you know brilliant uh, free flowing attacking football from Shapelev or Andrieski, but I thought they did their job. They did it well. And they really did help uh, shut down Shakhtar and Mil. So I'm going to go for a seven for Shapelev. Uh, Eric, you're rating for Andrievsky. 
Same, same thing. I never thought that I'd be praising a double pivot of Andreevsky and uh, Shepelev, but um, credit to them. Like I said, they didn't do anything um, necessarily extraordinary, but they operated well within the system, helped shut down Shakhtar, and uh, yeah. Uh, Eric, uh, confusing both of you today. Uh, Dima, you're rating for uh, Dependa. Uh, first of all, I, thought, I think that's been harsh on Andreevsky. I thought he was amazing in that first half, you know, intercepting absolutely everything. Um, great defensively, uh, made some good runs, uh, won the penalty after one of his good runs. So that was really, I thought the first half, it was, yeah, if it wasn't for Andreevsky, we would not have won this game. I thought that, I think, not, not that it's been harsh, but I think um, I think he was better than, um, than that. Um, Come on, man. Are you joking? <laughs> Are you joking? Uh, nah, less Eric, of that. Less Eric, of that. Eric should become a comedian, honestly, with these impressions of me, the British accent. Anyway, um, to go on to the piano, um, he scored the penalty. Um, he tracked back a lot. Um, but other than that, he didn't really get the ball too much. But, you know, at the end of the day, we won because of his goal. So seven and a half, eight. Uh, on to Karavayev. And I didn't think Karavayev played particularly poorly, but didn't do a ton. Maybe six and a half, I think. I think that's, you know. Uh, I thought he was really good defensively, you know, with him tracking back to help um, help Kinjora. I thought that was really useful. But, uh, I'll round it up to a seven then. Uh, and then, Eric, you're rating for Bestia then. Six and a half. Um, you know, again, he's like this <clears throat> deep-lying defensive forward that we talk about. Um, but, um, you know, I, I can't really say too much poorly about him. Um, involved in the team win. Um, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, on to the substitutes. We'll start with Zahankov. So, Dima, you're rating for Viktor Zahankov. Um, honestly, I didn't like how he came into the game. I didn't really like how any of them um, came into the game uh, the substitutes that much. Um, not to say he was absolutely terrible, but um, I kind of I would have expected more. But I guess the team wasn't really going forward too much, which you know, Tagunkov is in the defender, so you can't really expect that much. Um, five and a half. Uh, onto Shaparenko, I'm, I'm kind of thinking the same thing is that he, he can do a job deeper, but I think where you get the best out of Shaparenko uh, in the attacking slash like uh, going or at least going forward in the midfielder. So I'm going to just go again, five and a half. Didn't think he played particularly poorly, but just, you know, what does I like to see a little more from him in the last 20, but then again, he was only out for 20 minutes. So it's not a ton of time. Uh, Eric, you're rating for Garmash. Garmash, he came on. Um when like towards the end wasn't it like close to like the yeah 79th minute yeah, that's what i thought okay came on for Bujalsk. i mean i don't know it really wasn't on that long um but um you know i guess i'll give him a six and dima you're rating for jerson he first of all for garmash the first thing i remember was when, Tsugan, when he played a one-two with Tsugankov, and Tsugankov made the run to receive the one-two, but Garmas just completely miskicked the ball, and he just gave it away, uh, which 
Um, I wasn't really that happy with at the time, but uh, it's funny now. Um, and Gerson, he kind of, he almost got, got himself into hot water then when um, Marais, well, you never know with the Ukrainian refugees, it wasn't a penalty, but when Marais fell over and the ball started to start begging for a, for a penalty, um, that was Gerson making the challenge, but it was a good challenge at the end of the day. Kind of, he played his well, uh, way out of trouble uh, well a few times as well. Uh, when he looked, so he looked good in possession. Um, he wasn't really great on the point when countering, which is what I kind of expected um, something better from. Um, but for rating six. And yeah, that was Jerson, you said, right? Six for Jerson. Yeah. Uh, so on a date where Dinamo win one nil, remain top of the league. Did we cover Shaparenka? Yeah, I gave Did I gave the come on. Yeah. Sorry, I was, no, I was you're good. You're good. performance uh, from him and um, a forgettable player rating. My bad. No, no problem. Uh, so yeah, like I was saying, Dinamo ten points and can clinch the title on Sunday as they play Ingulet Petrove. Uh, I believe this is a home game as well. Yeah, it is because they played in uh earlier this season. Uh, Eric, pedal to the metal. Uh, no holding yeah. back, just go for the win. Correct, hundred percent. Yep. I, um, you know, obviously not a team to be underestimated. I'm pretty sure they have one of the older, uh, one of the older squads in the Ukrainian Premier League. Um, so a lot of experience, um, you know, when we beat them the first time, I believe we beat them 2-0. Wasn't that the Gadamash falling over goal that that was? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so, you know, we beat them 2-0 the first match. I think that one goal came kind of earlier in the first half, and then the second goal wasn't until later on in the match. Um, so, you know, it's going to be a tough match, um, not a team to be overlooked. But, yes, pedal to the metal. I'd be looking to attack. Um, and uh, and looking to get a win, looking to secure the title. Uh, the sooner we do it, the better. Um, so this isn't one that I'd be overthinking too much. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, definitely one that I'd like to see us not sitting back at all. I want to see our line of engagement high, you know, higher back line. I want to see aggressive pressing, you know, winning the ball back higher up the pitch, and then hopefully converting some of those into goals. Um, but uh, yep. Yeah, this this is a it's going to be a decent side. I mean, this has some good uh, Premier League experience in uh, Denis Vasin, Vladimir Bartulovic, uh, Ihor Tchaikovsky, uh, was it Bogdan Shus? So these are all players who have been at good Ukrainian sides, especially uh, when what people may call the heyday of the league in you know that 2012 to 2014 period. Uh, and it's decent young players in this team as well as Ilya Shevtsov uh, is on loan from Desna and uh, Denis Yanukov, ex Dynamo Kiev. Uh, player who is actually alone from Zoria. So I don't know if, uh, I mean, uh, disregard as I was going to say. Uh, yeah, ex Dynamo player Denis Yalnikov is in this team as well. Uh, Dima, what are your thoughts ahead of this game? Um, so, yeah, I, I, I won't really say too much because, yeah, I agree with everything Eric said there. Um, there's, what else is there really to say? Um, in terms of the score prediction, I think I'll go to, I, I think, 2-0. Um, we've really got to get this wrapped up with the earliest possible opportunity for me. Uh, so now we'll move on to a preferred lineup, and I think it's going to be fairly straightforward. Um, goalkeeper is going to be Bushjan. 
back four, I would say uh, Kionzora, Zabarni, Popov, Mikolenko. I would say the see this is an interesting one. One to do in the midfield because I would I think it's it it's a little bit maybe harsh. You could argue on Shapelyev and Andreevsky for being dropped for this one because of how well they played against Shakhtar. But unfortunately, I don't think that's the type of game where we're going to need that kind of sitting down and trying to park the bus. So I would just go with the usual midfield three of Sidorchuk, uh, Buyaski, Shaparenko. Now, Besiedin, I think, will start. And he'll and I would expect probably the panel will start because that's what Luchesko has gone for lately. But I, on the right wing, would start Lednev this week because he got the goal midweek. Um you know, maybe why not try to build on some form? You know, I'm not saying kind of I've been that, but he hasn't scored in a couple of games since that roof game. Um, Segankov is still coming back from fitness. So why not give the guy, he scored a very nice goal earlier in the week. So why not give him the chance to see if he can build on some form in the midweek? Uh, what do you guys have to say about that starting lineup? Any additions, any subtractions? I agree, but I'd probably go with Karavayev. Um, I think overall, in terms of in terms of how he's been playing, I do think that in the past few games he's been better in terms of actual play than Lidiv. But I wouldn't be, you know, if Lidiv started, I wouldn't be furious. But notice how neither one of us said Zidankov. Yeah, it's 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 just I, there's for me with Zidankov, there's no rush. If, if we were really like a point, two or three points ahead. I could see, okay, maybe you got to really kind of maybe take a bit of that chance, put him back into the squad. But I, I would maybe keep him on the bench as an emergency option if really things get desperate. But I, I don't think right now there's a rush needing to be playing him. Uh, so this game is at 1,700 hours or 5 o'clock local time at the Olympiski Stadium in Kiev. It's a home game, so this will be on Dynamo's YouTube channel on Sunday. Uh, that So if it's 5 o'clock in Kiev, that'll be, what, 3 o'clock in UK time, Dima? Yeah, and then that's going to be 10 a.m. Eastern time here in the States. So that brings us to the end of our show. Uh, Dima, if someone needs to contact you, where can they do that? Sure, you can find me on um, on Twitter at Sanya Andreevsky Goat. Um, no, seriously, same as always. Sanya Andreevsky, of course, is the goat, um, but it's at 1927 Dima. And Eric, if someone wants to get into contact with you, how can they do that? At Heck, so that's H E H, um, at Libovich, L <laughs> E B O V I C H. And if you want to get into contact with me, your host, you can find me on Twitter at Lishik7. That's L-Y-S-Z-Y-K, then the number seven, no spaces and no capitals. And if you want to follow the show, you can find us on Twitter at Denamo Abroad, or you can send us an email to denamoabroadpodcast at gmail.com. Well, that's all we have for this week. So from everyone here at Denamo Abroad, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Dinamo, Dinamo.